Hello, Jordan Lee here. Today we are revisiting my Living Healthfully series with a focus on raising healthy eaters. For those who are new, I am a mother of two constantly evolving little ones. This includes my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, Shiloh, who desires both to be physically and intellectually stimulated from sun up to sun down, and our newest addition, baby boy Nori, who is taking up residence in mama's tummy for the next 15 weeks or less. Babies come on God's time. 3 John chapter 1, verse 2 reads, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. In addition to the joyful and tedious role of being a mother, God has given me a passion for the human body and a fascination to understand the dynamic role that nutrition plays in physical development and recovery, as well as the psychosocial impacts within the home dynamic. Thus, I've taken the liberty to invest my formal and informal education in the fields of biology, physical education, and nutrition. Naturally, being the nerd I am, I've employed what I've gained in my own life before my three pregnancies and today with Shiloh, who constantly amazes me with her leaps physically, emotionally, and mentally. These leaps, I am confident to say, are due in part to my efforts to raise her as a healthy eater. Healthy eating is not the entire sum to a positive leap in the development of a child. However, an important part that shapes the physical and emotional wiring of our little ones. As a physical educator who teaches nutrition, I understand that raising a healthy child begins with the nutritional habits that form within the home alongside a balance between daily physical activity, much-needed physical rest, and psycho-emotional stability. Therefore, it is my aim today to share the knowledge I've attained from my studies alongside my observation and practice from the past few years. I put my knowledge to the test, and today I will share with you three practical ways that have served me as I continue in my journey in raising healthy eaters. Welcome to Holy Nurtured. I'm your host, Jordan Lee. Holy Nurtured is a podcast designed to educate, encourage, and empower women to be health advocates in their homes by providing content that nurtures the whole individual in a practical way. This podcast will help shed light on the simplicity of living a healthy lifestyle. While food and nutrition will be a predominant focus, living a holy nurtured life demands attention to faith and body care as well. Thank you for joining me today. Let's get started. Before we explore the three ways that have served me as I continue in my journey in raising healthy eaters, I want to briefly answer two questions. Firstly, what health looks like for this episode that focuses on children? Secondly, why raising a healthy eater is significant? Health, from my professional and personal stance, is a state of balance within the mind, body, and spirit. It is not merely the absence of disease or 
fitting within a specific percentile and anthropometric measurements. In other words, weight, height, BMI, you understand. However, it's the presence or mark of a thriving life in these three spheres. While having specific measurements has served to give a consensus for diagnostic purposes for medical professionals, there is no one-size-fits-all when it comes to children or adults. God has designed each one of us uniquely. Our genes were hand-selected. The phenotypes expressed or physical attributes, like my husband's ears or my one dimple or our height, are traits that will naturally be carried by our children. Therefore, the tips I present are not to diagnose, treat, or cure any illness or medical ailment. However, are practical ways to help instill healthy eating habits that will encourage thriving minds and bodies, whether your child is naturally lean, lanky, short, or husky. Therefore, I pray you will receive these practical tips and be blessed in health if you decide to implement them in your home. My final question is, why is it significant to raise a healthy eater? If you have not had the chance to listen to episode 14, Living Healthfully, Skillful Eater, I highly recommend you, as this episode goes into the depth about why it is imperative to be or move towards becoming a skillful eater. Skillful eater and healthy eater are practically synonymous, but with conviction, maturation, and practice, a skillful eater is formed. Healthy eaters become skillful eaters. To be short, it is important to raise a healthy eater for disease prevention and a positively impactful life. However, both children and adults are being diagnosed and dying from preventable diseases daily. Within our developed world, chronic diseases are king and are the most prevalent and costly health conditions in the United States. Chronic diseases include diabetes, hypertension, stroke, heart disease, respiratory diseases, arthritis, obesity, and cancer. Unfortunately, nearly half with an approximation of 45% of all Americans suffer from at least one chronic disease and the number is growing. To repeat, these diseases are preventable, OMG! The encouraging news is these diseases can be reversed or greatly reduced through lifestyle changes. Diabetes that your sister in Christ was recently diagnosed with did not simply show up in her late 20s. Your husband's erectile dysfunction is not due to entering his 30s or 40s, but the causation of his arteries being clogged due to lifestyle choices. Habits that we adopt early on, whether we are conscious of them or not, affect our lives as we become or continue in this journey of parenting. We hold our child's health in our hands. We may bring life into this world, but the habits we share can either bring health or death. Let us bring life to the physical. We have all fallen short of the glory of God in our lives, myself included. However, we are all given free will in every decision we make. 
The first way we can raise healthy eaters is by starting in utero, even better before conception. If we want our future little one to become a healthy eater, we must develop healthy habits before conception. First and foremost, to support your body to be a vessel that will be nourishing, strong, and capable to protect and grow a child and to support you as you embark on the transformational change that pregnancy will take on your body. This way, as healthy habits have been developed prior it will be easier to maintain during and following pregnancy with the hope to nurse. However, sometimes our plans for when pregnancy transpires may come sooner than later. You find yourself pregnant. This is the first time to wholeheartedly begin and continue in the adoption of healthy eating habits. This does not mean you become orthorexic someone with an eating disorder that involves an unhealthy obsession with healthy eating. However, this means you gradually, with grace, begin implementing healthier meals and snacks into your life at a pace that is gentle and sustainable for you. Uniquely, what we eat before conception, during our pregnancy, and in our nursing seasons in postpartum play a pivotal role in our child's food or taste preferences. Taste buds begin to form in the first two months of pregnancy. These clusters of receptors will eventually recognize taste sensations like sweet, salty, bitter, sour, and umami. Taste pores from around week 16, the first taste is salty amniotic fluid. Mmm. <laughs> By about 20 weeks, many of your baby's taste buds and their nerve connections are fully formed and operational. Late second and third trimester, growing babies swallow several ounces of amniotic fluid daily. Distinct flavors will not necessarily be experienced as a baby takes in molecules and taste is significantly contributed to the sense of smell. Sense of smell will increase postpartum when baby nurses. Number two, expose the rainbow when you begin introducing solid foods. Taste the rainbow, nutrient-rich, antioxidant-packed, the original diet. A multiplicity of studies have demonstrated that the more exposure to fruits and vegetables, the greater acceptance towards eating them. By nature, little ones will be most attracted to calorically dense and sweet foods due to the biological necessity of high-energy food to fuel a constantly growing body. Young and old, naturally, we are not attracted to bitter-tasting foods like many vegetables. However, a taste for bitter but nutrient and fiber-packed vegetables can be acquired over time. Start feeding the rainbow red, pink, purple, green, yellow, and blue. Home prepared, predominantly. To help reduce or avoid a child's taste or desire for salty or refined sugary foods, do yourself and the family a favor by prepping meals and snacks from home. When you eat out, whether at the restaurant 
or having the convenience of prepared meals from the store, you will find it challenging to find meals that are low or free of the SOS, salts, oils, and sugars. Salt is an important element, but the way it is added into meals and snacks can be extremely unhealthy for children and adults alike. Similarly, oils and refined sugars are problematic too. Addiction to these SOSs begin early. Deconstruct your home-prepped family meals until baby can eat the meal whole. Food acceptance and habit formation begins in the home. As an adult, I cling to a majority of the eating habits I adopted growing up. One of the habits that have led to food acceptance, in particular to vegetables, includes eating a vegetable at least two meals in a day. In addition, I've come to accept that wild desserts are so deliciously tempting and easy to reach for. Desserts are best enjoyed for special occasions or every once in a while. Best way to curb a sweet tooth if you get hungry after a meal, for me, was always to follow up with a piece of fruit. I love my apples, especially the opal right now. What habits were formed in the upbringing, in your upbringing, that you still follow today? What habits will you form in your home now? I'm curious. Third and final, discipline and preparation are key to staying committed. Remember, anything important requires work. Galatians chapter 6 verses 8 through 9 reads, Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Your child's health and longevity are in your hands. The way to health and longevity requires you to sow healthy eating habits first, followed by exposing your child to the rainbow and being the real dealio home chef of your home by making meals from whole and real ingredients. Ladies, if we sow to please our child's flesh, we will lead them down the path of destruction. What does destruction look like in the physical as shared in my Why to Raise a Healthy Eater, disease and distraction from a purposeful and impactful life. What does reaping in the flesh look like? That may be offering them candies, cakes, or diets heavy in meat regularly, feeling we aren't doing so bad if the candy or cake is organic, or using unrefined sugar sources. The meat is antibiotic-free or pasture-raised. Or, this is a hard one, we do so because the love and thanks our child gives us when they receive their treat. Approval of a child. We should only seek approval and validation from the Lord. Remember, Proverbs 31 verse 28 says that her children call her blessed and husband praises her. 
The blessing and praise comes not from mommy letting us indulge in the flesh, but mommy fearing the Lord and allowing her conviction, passion, and practice in how she respects her husband, raises her children, and manages her home and vocation. With that being said, I believe there's a time for soul food or soul treats. However, that should not begin in the first few years of life, especially in regularity. When a baby girl or boy has their first birthday, or we celebrate the holidays with family or friends, sure, we choose to receive the rich and soul-rewarding food and treats with Thanksgiving in special times, not all times. All times have led to the destruction of the health of our nation, beginning in our homes. Being disciplined is not popular, neither is it the norm. However, it is the path that leads to life. Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 through 14 reads, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Destruction. Ouch! What is the broad gate or path in this light? It's the path of ease, convenience, and death. What is the narrow path? The path of consistency, dedication, and life. The most effective way to stay on the narrow path, the path of consistency, dedication, and life, is through preparation. Instead of waiting for your child to get hungry, the worst thing to ever do, I might add, prep their meals and snacks ahead of time. If you are a meal prepping queen, extend your meal prep magic for your children's meals and snacks as well. This way, you do not have to fret and rush out of the house to a restaurant for his or her meal or rely on your not-so-healthy snack cabinet to meet this immediate hunger. With preparation, you will have access to whole food, home-prepared meals, and whole food snacks ready to enjoy. If you would like an episode or future video content on how I meal prep for my family, including Shiloh, please feel free to direct message me on Instagram at holynurtured or email the address in the episode description below. Preparation of your child's meals and snacks don't have to extend simply for during the week or weekend at home. If you are going away as a family for the weekend or someone else is watching your child, prep your child's main meals. <laughs> Not only will it save you money, one less meal, but it will also help you remain committed to feeding your child the best. You can always get fresh fruit or a side of avocado at the hotel or restaurant to add fresh and unadulterated meal enhancers to rev up your child's eating experience and calories. Toddlers are big fans of inclusion especially when it comes to food for this family. Ladies, these three tips have allowed me to provide the best nutritional start for my daughter Shiloh and my little boy Bun in the Oven. 
Shiloh has been a plant-strong babe now for 24 months. I fervently believe with my continual discipline through my conviction, passion, and practice, she will continue and her brother will join her for the ride. Raising a healthy eater begins with your choice to commit to choosing healthfully for yourself first. Secondly, exposing your child to the rainbow, whether rain or shine, narrow path, ladies. Third and final, staying disciplined by staying raw, ready and willing through the prep work. I pray that this episode serves to educate, encourage and equip you as you continue in your journey as the health advocate in your home. May God bless and keep you and your family in excellent health. Let's eat well. Bye.